Hey, hold on, wait, what? Who's talking? Huh? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Here we go. What'd you say, Fanny? Do not attempt to adjust your fanny pack. This may not be the intermission you were expecting. This is the outer mission. I forgot my name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Freddy. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jordan. And welcome to the Outer Mission, where uh, we talk about a movie, and then we watch that movie, and then we talk about it some more. And we invite you to listen to us talk about the movie, pause the podcast, watch the movie, and then come back and listen to us talk about it some more. Exactly. It's a very fun game we play. It does to me, absolutely. So we're going to talk about a movie. Pause the movie. Pause the podcast. Watch the movie. Come back and talk about the movie some more. So up till now, we've had varying degrees of people on our possible spoilers crew who have and haven't watched the movie. Uh, but tonight, Jordan, buddy, it's all on you. This whole podcast is riding on your shoulders. So we're going to need you to just take it and run with it. Make it funny. If you could be entertaining, that'd be great. Because tonight we were talking about Pixar's Onward, and Jordan is the only one who hasn't seen it. All of us have watched it. Um, it got released early to video on demand, so we're all pretty excited. And Jordan is the only one who hasn't watched it yet. So, Jordan, it is your time to shine, buddy. Yeah, this so is... you go ahead and carry the podcast, Jordan. You, you talk about it for a while. I'm going to go play Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll be back about half an hour. Hopefully you've been funny, you've been interesting. Uh, I won't uh, know because I don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, t- the um, store closes at ten, so yeah, it's yeah, true. We're recording at eight thirty. Yeah, I got I got like fifty thousand bells to make before <laughs> this is uh this this is striking very much of that episode of SpongeBob where like Mr. Krabs has to go to the hospital, so he makes Squidward the manager, and Squidward just like gives the manager duties to SpongeBob and just pieces out for the rest of the episode. Okay, take, That's what, is that the one where he takes a day off, but he can't yes. like relax because he keeps imagining SpongeBob just destroying the Krusty Krab, messing everything up. Yes. Yeah. So we won't be able to relax playing Animal Crossing because we're just trying to imagine like what Jordan <clears throat> is doing to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, you finish those errands? You finish those errands? <laughs> I'm going to destroy possible spoilers. <laughs> I like that it's not a physical, anything physical that he can destroy. He would just somehow in one 30-minute span destroy a brand. Like completely obliterate anything we've built so far. That, it's gone. That is that is some big air quotes around the word brand, by the way, Matt. Like, Man, just, shut up. I don't need your negativity. <laughs> Possible spoilers, TM. We just come back to a half-hour rant of, like, Thanos did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. It's just me reading from the subreddit. <laughs> and waxing poetically about the Matrix and the red pill and the blue pill. Oh, God. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> now you take it too far, buddy. No, it, it was poetic. I, it would be an iambic pentameter and everything it would be beautiful <laughs> that sounds worse <laughs> m'lady you thought we were kidding what was funny. the Talk we about talking onward. about again why are we onward. here talking about pixar's onward and your responsibility to carry this on your shoulders we're yeah, right so around what there. Do you think's gonna happen jordan 
and onward because we've seen it. We've seen it. So I I have a confession to make here. I am not the biggest Pixar fan in the world. Like I'm, I usually oh, don't. It's time to for our weekly booting of Jordan from the podcast. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Good. <laughs> We just leave like, the play Animal Crossing. Jordan's like, I hate Pixar. <laughs> Here are the top ten reasons why Pixar is the worst development studio. Oh, number one, first... talking fish. <laughs> Good idea. Not in my movie. Number two, Incredibles is basically The Watchmen. Prove me wrong. Okay, but it really is. What you think about. It. Hashtag change my mind. It's, <laughs> but like I'm I'm not the biggest Pixar fan. Like I I like um I like Brave. Brave's probably one of my favorite movies ever, actually. But that's beside the point. But like, like in the, general, the the one that people don't like. You like? Yeah, the one I was gonna say I'm not a huge fan of that one. It was good. I'm a I'm a man of simple tastes, and I happen to like good movies. So, um, <laughs> but. So I'm I'm I, curious. Before we get into my baseless speculations, what is one thing based on what you all know about me that you think I would like about this movie? It it is catered to you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was <laughs> going to say. This was yeah, made it's catered to D and D fans for sure. Yeah, the people who made this movie okay. were like, "What would Jordan Owens like?" <laughs> <laughs> Because I think they knew you didn't like Pixar, and they were like, we'll show him. Yeah, this movie definitely comes from way more of a place of understanding, like, who we are, like, RPG players, tabletop players, D&D folks. Like, they understand us way more than I thought this movie was going to. I thought it would come at it from, like, a... a, Like a a cringe point of view? Yeah, a critical kind of, like, this is what nerds do kind of thing. Now, see, like, that's a really good point. It wasn't like it was – it wasn't trying to recreate the culture. It was observing the culture that was already there and really showing it a lot of respect. It wasn't trying to just play it up for, you know, for kicks and giggles on a movie. It Like, they really understood who they were talking to. Yeah, and I don't want to give anything away, but in the credits, they thank Wizards of the Coast for the use of a couple of creatures. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, I missed awesome. that part. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I, I, I will talk about it in the second half after our audience has watched the movie, and after Jordan has watched the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's one particular creature that I don't know if you know this, Matt, is like that in this movie that is it belongs to Wizards of the Coast. Oh, really? I'm going to take a guess that it's a beholder based on nothing, but I'm going to guess that it's a beholder. Good guess. How, Good guess. how would you think that a beholder plays into this movie, Jordan? Oh, that's a good question. My guess is, my guess is the beholder, and this might get into some of my other predictions about the the dad character in this movie. The beholder is the one that ultimately killed the dad, I suppose, uh, and that's the reason why they're questing. And at some point, they're going to have to like face off against the beholder that killed their father. I don't know. A couple of years ago, I'm I'm curious. I, I I couldn't really get a pinpoint on like how long the dad has been dead, but yeah, I'm I'm going to predict that a beholder killed their dad, and 
they're going to like stumble on its lair and maybe that's how they resurrect their dad in this is after they kill the beholder the curse or or something has has been lifted oh yeah because if you don't know beholders in which in uh, D do have like reality shifting powers so i'd imagine if they were to kill someone and you were to kill the beholder then it would undo whatever they did or weird, crazy, like magical stuff. Like beholders are typically extremely magical creatures. So, yes. so it's a revenge story, Jordan. That they're going to take. They're they're questing to get revenge on this beholder, or do they know that? I don't think they know. I think they discover it halfway through the movie, and then that's going to lead them either either they're going to go out and search for the beholder or they they might like go out with a or they might just stumble on it like haphazardly okay. and it'll sing a song the beholder <laughs> will sing a song yes hey, Jordan, I, I, I need you to i need you to sing that song real quick just just a couple bars just tell me some uh, what you think it might be singing i had a dream where i disintegrated your father but that that's dream a good one that's as the kids reality. say that slaps <laughs> By the way, Disney, I am available if you want to hire me. Disney Pixar, mm. please. I need a job. Yeah, that company I just said I hate the guts of, if you could give me money, I'd love that. I merely said I didn't like most of their movies. Oh, I no, that's I, better. I, I reserve very few things. And again, the way Beholders work, this is particularly funny, because if he did have a dream that he disagreed with somebody's father, he would wake up to find it was true. <laughs> Well, that's okay. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, in D&D, beholders legitimately will accidentally imagine things and then accidentally make them reality. Well, so here's, they're beholders. Here's, that's how they reproduce. Here's the thing. That just makes it more interesting because then the beholder is now a tragic villain. He didn't intentionally kill their father. I just gendered the beholder. I, I didn't mean to do that. The beholder... Uh, didn't mean to kill their father, but it happened. So now there's a tragic sort of villainy about the beholder doesn't want to be a murderer, but is a murderer. So they're wrestling with that um, that dichotomy that exists within their soul. I'm not sure if beholders have souls in D and D lore. Now I like I like what you're saying here because that is a very Pixar idea of taking someone who's just like stricken with something and then they become part even though they're they look initially like they're part of the problem they become not only part of the solution but their story becomes just as important as anything else that's a very pixar idea you're actually pitching here by the way disney pixar uh again please hire me i will write scripts for you i'm still available it's just like cars but with beholders Dude, that that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> By now, if our audience isn't in the know, I hope they've Googled a picture of a beholder or something so they know what we're talking about. It's a floaty circle with eyeballs. It's a big eyeball with eyeballs. Yeah, eyeballs with eyeballs on it. Yeah, and teeth. Yeah. <laughs> because why Thanks. not? I didn't need to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm not worried. But, uh... Yeah, Jordan. So in the penultimate moment where they have to decide whether or not to kill this beholder, do you think they will? Yes, and un unrepentantly <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, the, yep. the guy who's like, he's trying, it's, he's a tragic villain and they're going to kill him? 
Yes. So what is the audience left with? Uh, they're left with the shattered remains of that beholder just <laughs> on the floor, dying in its last gasps of air. And the the, <laughs> the two brothers just say, like, I don't care. You killed my father. <laughs> Guys, this and is a disturbing trend. Between Jordan's remarkably grim look for Onward, a kid's animated movie, and then Ashley's just terrifying take on the rock monsters from Frozen 2, I'm seeing this trend <laughs> where we just take these poor little kids' movies and turn them into these horrific pieces of media. <laughs> this movie is rated R, right? I thought what's, I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. the internet if we're not destroying someone's childhood? That's true. Yeah, I gotta hey, say, it's happened to our childhoods, man. It's what happened preemptively, to some kids I might add. I have seen this movie, and you are exactly right. And my favorite part <laughs> is after they unrepentantly kill the beholder despite its apologizing, and that their dad just goes like, and comes back into existence. <laughs> and he's just like, what did you do? And then it just cuts, hard cuts credits right there. Like, spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was really surprised by that. Um, and then it's just onward too. It's like that's gonna be the stinger. He's like, you don't know what you just did, do you? And it just hard cuts. <laughs> Ground starts shaking. The earth splits open. An army of beholders rises up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like these kids' dad will return in onward. Two. <laughs> <laughs> these kids' dad. Onward too, electric boogaloo. <laughs> Did the dad have an, I never learned the dad's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they that that character says it that he talks to in the hamburger place. Hamburger place. Or he talks to him in a restaurant or something. Yeah. I do I not remember. Ah, uh, I can't, I can't remember like, the name though either. Yeah, it's it's something. Yeah, I was really surprised that he didn't have like a heart to heart with them about like. Uh, you know, like revenge doesn't doesn't make things better. Like I know it brought him back to life, but <laughs> it's like, well, killing him, bring him back to life. Yes, yes, it will. Yeah, but but heaven was pretty sweet, guys. Like, <laughs> can I go back? Guys, <laughs> kill me real quick. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. My holder. <laughs> so that is something I uh, wondered about with the movie, which is not like spoiling anything because it's just it's the premise of the movie. It's just his legs are back. Right. So I wonder where his torso is like during the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking <laughs> during a lot of that. Maybe maybe his his torso is in heaven, but his legs were in hell the See, that's... whole time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. His legs were in hell. But, uh... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. See, that's what I was thinking. Is Torso's, like, in the afterlife, and he's just like, you know, any minute now, they're going to they're gonna bring the rest of me back, you know? Just looking at his watch. No, no, they got this. Don't worry. So that brings me to a prediction that I have. There's going to be a joke in this movie about the dad being, quote, half the man he used to be, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's too easy of a joke to pass up on i'm not going to hold it against the the script writers because i would make that same joke if disney or pixar would please hire me uh that would be great but i'm just well, predicting it well no, they did they did they do like their puns because um 
you know, they're one one of the characters is struggling with self worth, and as they're going on this quest, they say they do say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it's really some some good foreshadowing uh, there. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I mm. cracked the code. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Got some got some good stuff going on. Full disclosure, I don't even know if Wizards of the Coast owns the rights to the beholder. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I assume they did, but yeah, they do. Okay, I didn't know if that was officially a a wizard's monster or not. Yep. So what other predictions did you have, Jordan? What else do you think is going to happen in this movie? So I have I have a couple of others. Number one, I I find it really interesting that the like this is a, a story. It's like a road trip kind of story, right? Um, it's two brothers setting out to like kind of like reconnect with the father that they didn't that they didn't remember much of, or like their their dad wasn't alive for most of their life. Um, I have two thoughts about that. Number one, the trailer showed that the mom is like really freaked out because I don't know, like apparently they just don't tell her, like they just leave in the middle of the day and don't tell her where they're going. Um, and I, I guess like the police and everything are out hunting for them and everything like that. And she's understandably panicked at some point before they ruthlessly slay this beholder, um, and stab it in the face. Uh, I'm, I'm going to predict that the mom is essential to solving whatever problem arises in the movie. Um, there, there was one cool part of the trailer that I, I hope isn't just a quick, like, uh, a quick moment where the mom picks up, like, this gigantic sword that's as big as she is. I really hope that that's, like, a, a bigger part of the movie and that she ends up getting some kind of role in this movie where, where she, like, is part of solving the problem. And it's not just a story about two two uh, boys wanting to reconnect with their dad, but it's also about two boys, like, connecting to their mom. So she's part of that journey with them. So I'm hoping that there's there's a part where, like, we see that much like her husband is uh, the wizard. I'm hoping she's kind of like the warrior, uh, the 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 other side of the coin to her husband uh, as well. You were dangerously close. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you you were really flirting with it. Yeah, you're you're so close. I don't have any jokes because I'm afraid that I don't want to like <clears throat> more than you've already revealed to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think that. It's not quite as big a role that you're thinking, but there is something there that you're hitting well, it, close to. I think it makes sense because, like, I was just thinking about the plot before we started recording, and it's it's a story about, um, you know, if it's a story about two two males, two uh, two male kids wanting to reconnect with their father. Like, I definitely understand the reason why they would want to do that, especially because it, it sounds like neither one of them really knew their dad. But, like, it, it it's kind of glossing over the point that their mom is a single parent. And obviously, like, she's going to have, like, a lot of stuff going on in her life, too. So that's very difficult from her perspective, right? And, and Pix- one thing Pixar usually does do pretty well is that sort of, like, emotional you know, moment and emotional connection, very similar to Disney. So that definitely seems like something that they would hammer home is this, this idea that, you know, uh, of course they miss their dad and of course they want to spend time with him. But I think them, them not taking for granted their mom is is still in their life is something to think about too. And Jordan, I didn't think about it until you just now said it, but 
how frequently Pixar does the single parent, single caregiver um, theme motif, oh, if you will. Oh, yeah. Because you do. have that in Toy Story. You have that in Finding Nemo. To a degree, you have that in Up, because it's this man who's lost his wife but still trying to find some adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have that in, obviously, in this one. You know, the single parent. So it just now hit me. I didn't think about it until you said it, how, how frequently they use this uh, plot point, if you will. It's kind of I don't, I don't, that doesn't mean anything. It's just I just noticed it. Yeah, <laughs> they I use mean, it almost as frequently as Disney uses the no parents. Well, yeah, Disney uses single parents, too. Oh, really? Like Aladdin. Jasmine. Aladdin's a single parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is raising a boo all by himself. You can't forget a boo. I was talking about Jasmine. Oh, I never. But, that's true. I never thought for a second about Sultan being a single parent. That's a good point. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, little, little mermaid. Yeah. But okay, let's Belle and her dad. Mm. Um, Ariel and her dad. Um, what? Let's see. That's such a good point. Yeah, um, God, there's so much more. Uh, oh, dare I, mean, I say Bambi? Yeah. Oh, shots fired. Oh, God, <laughs> oh dude. Oh, my gosh. I didn't, I didn't mean for that pun to happen, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. My, this is, I'm going to, like, I don't know how, but somehow I'm going to frame this and put it on my wall. Because this is my favorite possible spoilers moment of all time. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to need a minute. What's that? Frame a picture of the sound wave. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo of it. Pocahontas <laughs> and her dad. Who yeah. now? Dads. Lots of single dads. Mm. All the single dads. All the single dads. <laughs> that is a Facebook video waiting to happen, Jordan. You better jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's the sure. sequel to Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy 2, all the single dads. Single dads. So you're right that this movie is very emotional, and it made me cry at several points. Me too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there, there were a couple points, even just sitting there watching them like this. Because they, again, it's not just for the sake of making you feel emotional. Again, it's, it's some really deep, very real conversations that they're having. And it's, it's weird because it just gets a little like, oh, man. Allergies, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, there's, like, a part at the end that I'm sure, like, everyone cried out, but there was another part that kind of surprised me how much it made me sad. Right. Can, now I'm wondering what it is. Yeah, yeah we'll have to take, take a note of that, and we'll have to return to it in the second half. Yeah, so oh, I won't forget. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it scarred I you that much? Well, <laughs> but um, I think I've already told you about it. Oh, but I was just surprised. Yeah. I think but, I mean, there's, also, several, there's several moments in this movie that are just, like, kind of tear-jerkers. Yeah. But actually, you used that word, surprised. I think that would be my overall reaction to this movie as a whole. It wasn't what I was expecting, and but that was kind of a good thing. Because I didn't really know what to expect, but they did a lot of things really well, and they handled it, and they, they handled it in a very nice way. And I ended up liking this movie even more than I thought I would. I thought I was going to like it. Even when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, this is really different than what Pixar has done in a long time. So it felt good to see them sort of stepping out. 
because um, they've done I, a lot of sequels lately and stuff. So this was this was neat to see. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought it would. Like, and it was kind of um, like I didn't foresee where it was going to go. Yeah, me um, either. Absolutely not. Like, because it started out, and I thought it was going to go one way, but it ended up kind of going another way. So exactly. I'm excited to talk about it when we come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because it went in a particular direction for me that surprised me because it's what I would have wanted, but I didn't think mm. they would do it. And mm. I, so, like, it was kind of a it's for for people like us, Jordan, who play D and D and talk about D and D and think about D and D and dream about D and D. <laughs> and easily it, it, it's, it's got some very indulgent parts i'll say that oh it's a lot of fan service for sure yeah but it's got stuff on top of on top of that that's like makes it even better it takes it to the next level because it's actually like you know smart too mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> emotionally, emotionally intelligent too it's not just like caveman brain stuff like what i would have <laughs> it's not just killing beholders and you know yeah, stabbing beholders in the eyeballs and <laughs> and saying one-liners. <laughs> yeah, Freddie, I think I know what you're talking. I don't know if I know what you're talking about, but I know one for me. You're right. There's this. There's this one particular part. It was really smart, and to me, it felt like exactly what I would have done had I been playing a D and D campaign. Like, oh, this is exactly how I would have expected that to work out. It was. They did it in a really, really good way. Like you said, it wasn't just fan service. This was like very clearly for people who knew what they were doing when they set out to make this movie. Are you talking about the cheese doodle? I like that too, but that's more talking about the stone. Oh, I thought you were talking about the cheese doodle. Oh, the cheese doodle was brilliant because that's yeah, that's another one. That's exactly somebody would do that too. Absolutely. Jordan, what do you think happens with a cheese doodle in this movie? <laughs> yes, great question. What happens with the Wait, cheese doodle? Clarification: Is it like, is it like a snack food cheese yeah. doodle, or is yes, it someone yes. doodling on a che- on a block of cheese? It's a no. snack. It's, 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 a, it's a cheese puff, I guess. I, I don't know. Okay. It's a cheese doodle here in Appalachia. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in that case, my first, I have two thoughts. <laughs> and that one of them is far more adult than the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. I remember. <laughs> my first thought is that it's it's gonna involve a spellcasting component of some sort because like in D and D stuff like you know you you might have to like if you're casting a spell maybe you have to grab it grab a thing of sawdust and like cast a spell with that as a material component so maybe someone has to cast a spell using a cheese doodle but I'm going to guess that there might also be a joke where a, a character passes out in a puff of cheese dust. And they're, it's essentially a stoner joke about, like, having, like, cheese dust as cocaine. <laughs> okay. Possibly, possibly including both of them, someone snorting a line of Cheeto dust. Oh, gosh. And casting a spell. Can you imagine what that would feel like? Uh-huh. Gosh. Just dreaming about it. Well, on that uh, awful note, we are actually at halftime. So, Jordan, good job. You carried us. Now, we'll help carry the weight next time after we come back from the break. Uh, Go watch it. Come back and see how right Jordan was about the cheesy stoner jokes. And stabbing stabbing beholders remorselessly. (laughs) Yeah, it's remarkable he got that on the first try. 
Yeah. <laughs> this movie is all about I, cold, remorseless revenge. It is. <laughs> and I guess maybe some stuff about not taking your mom for granted, but pff, who cares about that? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. You can you can hold on to that for a little bit longer, and we'll see how how close you got. All right, guys, there's gonna be some fun fun little music. Listen to the music, then we'll be back after the break to finish this episode. We will see you after the jump. With spoilers. With spoilers, lots of them. down to your local grocery store and pick up a can of carbonated sausage today. Mm. Some fizzy weenies. Sounds like candy. <laughs> <laughs>